Uh, the reading this morning is from Philippians 3, verses 12 to 21. Not that I have already obtained all this, or have already arrived at my goal, but I press on to take hold of that for which Christ Jesus took hold of me. Brothers and sisters, I do not consider myself yet to have taken hold of it, but one thing I do, forgetting what is behind and straining toward what is ahead, I press on toward the goal to win the prize for which God has called me heavenward in Christ Jesus. All of us then who are mature should take such a view of things. And if on some point you think differently, that too God will make clear to you, only let us live up to what we have already attained. Join together in following my example, brothers and sisters. And just as you have us as a model, keep your eyes on those who live as we do. For as I have often told you before, and now tell you again, even with tears, Many live as enemies of the cross of Christ. Their destiny is destruction. Their God is their stomach. And their glory is in their shame. Their mind is set on earthly things. But our citizenship is in heaven. And we eagerly await a saviour from there, the Lord Jesus Christ who by the power that enables him to bring everything under his control will transform our lowly bodies so that they will be like his glorious body. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Have you ever met someone in your life who you think has got it all sorted? You know the type. The mum in the playground who pulls up in the latest 4 by 4 picks up her two perfectly well-behaved children, gives them fruit as an after-school snack, and drives back to an immaculate house with a nutritionally healthy supper bubbling away on the Argo. Or the businessman on the train with his sparkling shoes, working on the latest Apple iMac, talking to the CEO of some internationally successful company, telling him how to run his business. Or the retired couple on endless holidays with delicious grandchildren and numerous satisfying hobbies. They have life taped. No problems, no worries, no rows, no money issues. Or so it would seem. Maybe this is how Paul appeared to the people of Philippi. He's got this following Jesus thing all nailed up. He's met the risen Christ... He's been transformed beyond belief, and as for the evangelizing bit, well. So, what a relief for us, mere mortals, to hear as we read in chapter 3, verse verse 12, that, well, actually, no, Paul still had a long way to go. He hadn't reached the goal. He hadn't reached the finish line yet. He was still running the race. His motivation is Christ. He knows that he is loved beyond measure and forgiven through grace. But he's not there yet. 
God's not finished with him yet. There's a whole lot more that God has planned for his life. And it was far from easy. One thing Paul doesn't do, and that's live in the past. As he states in verse 13, he is forgetting what is behind and straining towards what is ahead. Paul's rich history as Saul, as a vicious persecutor of the Christians, is left behind completely as he embraces his new life in Christ. This has always greatly inspired me and in equal measure greatly challenged me. How easy it is to harp back to how we used to be before we met Jesus. And how difficult it can be to shed the old and embrace the new. The baggage of the past can be so hard to put down. I had various labels put on me when I was growing up. Words that might not actually have been said, but comments and behaviours that I interpreted and heard as pretty but a bit thick. And if you behave in this way, then I'll accept you, then I'll love you. When you're surrounded by people and a society that judge you on behaviour and performance, you do all you can to meet their expectations, to earn their love and their respect. My journey has been one of slowly dismantling and removing these labels and learning to operate from my self-worth through the love of Christ. We have to replace our old mantra of not worthy and live from a new mantra. I've taken one of my new mantras from that great theologian, Winnie the Pooh. You are braver than you believe, stronger than you seem, smarter than you think, and more loved than you know. There are obviously Bible verses that remind us of who we are too, but this one works for me particularly as Winnie the Pooh is an old childhood friend of mine. And it's a race I'm still in and I will always be running. I have to be reminded on a daily basis that I'm not who you think I am, but I'm who God thinks I am. If I continue to live in the past, in the suffocating constraints of other people's demands and perceptions, I will not be able to embrace all that Christ has done for me. I was at Youth Cafe the other night, and we were watching Kung Fu Panda. I'm sure quite a few of you have seen it. And there's a a lovely phrase that the wise old turtle told uh, Master Shifu. Yesterday is history. Tomorrow is a mystery. But today is a gift. And that is why we call it the present. Paul is reminding us that yesterday is history. In repenting, as we have just done all together, we turn to Christ. All that we were, all that we did, all that we thought of ourselves is history. 
We are all on a new and exciting journey with Christ and with each other. It wasn't easy for Paul, far from it, and it isn't easy for us either. Luckily, hopefully, we won't be shipwrecked, beaten and stoned, but it's still not easy. Society, media and our culture puts us, as Christians, in the minority. The good news is that Christians historically have flourished on the margins. Arguably, we get into a bit of trouble when we think we have all the power. So now more than ever, it is vital for us to run this race together. Paul is encouraging us to build each other up, to love as God loves us, to be accountable to each other for our words and for our actions. And we can only do this if we stay close to God, to his Son, to the Holy Spirit, and to each other. We can do this through prayer, through practicing gratitude, and through real and honest relationships with each other. Then with Christ shining through us, with knowing that he is always with us through the ups and the downs, the ebb and the flow of life, our faith becomes a beacon. Our way of life becomes something that other people want. That's evangelizing. We have what the world so desperately needs at the moment. Hope. We can model this by living in an authentic spiritual community. By journeying together, by being real with each other. We know that nobody has it all sewn up. We all have our struggles. And it's through these struggles, through our stories, through our life's experiences, that we are able to draw close alongside one another. Liz's testimony last week was a wonderful example of this. How wonderful it is and what an encouragement it is to see God working in somebody else's lives. And we all have stories that we can share that are like that. We share these stories in our home groups, in our families, and within this community. And we can spread that into our community, discuss that with our colleagues, in our workplace, in our schools, in the playground. It is part of who we are. It is the story that we have to tell. The road we have chosen to travel together has potholes. It has rocks, and it has very confusing signposts. We need to discern the way together, following God's leading, listening to him and each other in love and in humility. We have the greatest gift imaginable. We have the love of God right now, right here, today, in the present. Let us live together from our new mantra Because we are all braver, all stronger, all smarter, and all loved more than we know. Let us pray. Father, we need reminding daily of your great love for us, that we are the beloved. We ask that you would help us to live from this place of acceptance and unconditional love. 
knowing that in you we live and move and have our being. May our community see your love shining in us and through us, and to you be the glory forever and ever. Amen.